Blog Talk Radio.
dedicated to it. And over the last uh, six years, we've been able to tweak the program until where it's a, it's a really fantastic program for every single person that wants to attend. And I don't care if you have never touched a firearm or if you think that you are uh, uh, Carlos Hatchcock, white feather material, uh, or if you've been shooting a competition for uh, for the Navy for 40-some years, you're still going to learn something at an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship two-day event on the weekend. And, uh, and I urge you guys to put that on your calendar. Appleseed uh, Rifle Marksmanship weekends uh, are available every single weekend of the year at a location uh, that is within reasonable driving distance of you. Every weekend of the year, we have one running somewhere, and we urge you to attend. Don't put this on the, the list of things that you, uh, that you should do someday. Put this on the list of things that you're going to do, that you're going to get started doing right away this week. This week, you're going to look up an event. You can do that by going to rwva.org. That's the uh, Appleseed Project's homepage. And look at the tabs across the top. The second one from the left says Appleseed. Put your cursor on that, and you'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, select Schedule. You'll get a, uh, a map of the United States. On that map, you can put your cursor on the state where you live or the state where you would like to attend an event and click on it, and it will give you the locations. Now, if you don't, want, if you don't find one there, and you're living in a state uh, that is closely bordered by other states, click on those states. There may be one right across the border from you that's closer to you than the one in your state. And, uh, and don't put this on the list of things that you should do someday. You're already dragging around a big Superman cape. It's a quarter mile long of things that you want to do someday. Let's get started with the reverse net by getting this on the top of the list and attending an event. Appleseed isn't just about marksmanship. It's about American heritage, American history. It's about the reason that we're Americans. We'll start you off by talking to you about the, the events of April 19, 1775. That is the date that our nation was born. We're going to tell you who was there, what they did, uh, why they did it, and what their visions were for our nation. And... Uh, and maybe we'll talk about if you think that, that their visions for our nation are being held to trueness. Now, we don't talk about politics at an Appleseed. Appleseed is open to everybody, regardless of race, gender, creed. It's open to everyone. All that we ask is you bring a teachable attitude, and uh, we'll do the rest. What we'd like for you guys to do now is, uh, as Appleseed members, instructors, and, and all of the folks that are helping to push the Appleseed mission forward. Appleseed is hard. I'm just going to say that right off the bat, okay? And for all you guys that are doing it, I don't have to tell you, Appleseed is hard. If you're doing it correctly, Appleseed is hard. Uh, there, and there's no, two, there's no two ways about it. It's a hard road to hope. And the two-day marksmanship weekend events are the cream, are the icing on the cake, and they're fantastic. But the real work occurs uh, at the end of the between the end of the event on Sunday evening 
until the beginning of the next event on Saturday morning. And that's the that's where it's hard because we're asking folks to go out and talk to other people and let them know that that they have a sacred responsibility to their nation. We're asking them to come to a – and I say it's hard. It, it, it shouldn't be hard, right? I mean, it really shouldn't. Now, you think about this. It shouldn't be hard because we're asking people to go out and ask other people to attend a two-day shooting event where they can bring their buddies with them and they can uh, shoot all day long for two days. Most people love shooting. The most people I know. I know. I believe me. I know that there are millions of people that don't. Most of the people that I know love to shoot. So the prospect of being able to shoot hundreds of rounds each day for two days is uh, it sounds fantastic. And especially if you're bringing some friends with you to do it, it sounds fantastic. And you would think that it would be easy. All you'd have to do is tell people the what we're doing, and they would flock to it. But but you have to wade through a lot of folks to get to the folks that want to attend an event, to get to the folks that want to hear that that they have a sacred obligation to their nation to ensure that the freedoms and liberties that living in this nation affords them do not go away, do not disappear, do not get rewritten or deleted uh, in some kind of a living, breathing, uh, make-up-the-laws-as-we-go world it's hard it's hard to get folks uh to understand what we're doing and then it's hard to keep at it day in and day out but 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 a lot of folks do thousands of us do and we don't get a lot of uh uh we don't get a lot of a lot lot of thanks right because we're not doing uh we're not doing this as part of uh, some kind of social event. We're doing it because Appleseed has a mission. It has a real and a serious mission. And our mission is to wake up the folks across the nation, the millions and millions of people who are asleep, who are sleepwalking through their lives, and they're allowing their freedoms and their liberties to be eroded and stolen and spit on uh, and destroyed, and we've got to wake these folks up so that they understand that. They understand that that the direction that we're going is not the one that the founders intended. And it's hard to do this. It's hard to do it day in day out. But there are a lot of folks that do, and we want to thank them. And we want, we want you guys to call in and thank your local crews. If somebody passed a uh, uh, a PC. If somebody got a green hat or a red hat or they shot the rifle standards, we'd like you to call in and uh, and to tell them thanks. Uh, it's a very simple and easy thing to do, but it means a lot to the person that hears it. All right? The number is 347-308-8790. That's 347-308-8790. All right? Now, we're going to take uh, a call from Sandy, who wants to talk about uh, their zombie fever in California. Sandy, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Sandy, you there? Yeah, it's going good. How are you doing? Can you hear me, Sandy? Um, Yep. Uh, 
This isn't Sandy. This is uh, Foppish Dandy. Oh, okay. Well, I just I'm reading the notes here from uh, uh, <laughs> on the switchboard. It said Sandy. He probably got you confused Yo. with somebody else. Foppish Dandy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, just calling in. Wanted to. Uh, we're uh, we're getting into the spirit of uh, Halloween over here in California. And uh, we thought we would put on our very first uh, zombie seed, sort of a Halloween-themed apple seed, if you will. Um, right. Right. We talked to the folks about this last week, and I asked Bob to get to get some of you guys to call in so you could talk about it some more. Uh, you guys are doing the zombie shoot in California, yep. and I think it's going to be great because I think, it's, you know, I think you're going to be able to reach a lot uh, – a lot of a lot of different folks who may not otherwise have attended, and uh, be able to put the message in their ear. There, tell us what you're going to do, uh, Foppy Stanley. Well, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's going to be it's it's going to be to the standards of our of our you know the apple seed shoots that we always hold. You know, we're not going to be dumbing down the instruction or anything like that. It's going to be the same top notch instruction that you'd get at any other apple seed weekend anywhere in the country. But we're going to give it, you know, a little bit of a flavor, a little bit of a twist. Uh, and, uh, of course, that's going to be the zombies. Um, we've got all kinds of uh, just exciting reactive targets, even, you know, from our basic red coats and squares. We're going to be getting uh, getting these really cool zombie reactive targets set up. Um, we're also going to be adding uh, a little bit extra history to the uh, – to the uh, weekend, you know, we're gonna we've we've been looking up some good uh, ghost stories from uh, around the time of April 1975, and uh, really hoping it'll be a neat event. Uh, you know, we're encouraging uh, the instructors to come uh, in costume, so I think it'll be I think it'll give a lot of Halloween Halloween fun to the uh, to the already great uh, marksmanship instruction you'll get at an Appleseed. Well, that sounds really great. And listen, uh, uh, I meant to get the URL for the the address for the uh, where you guys have the uh, uh, the promo, the uh, the flyers made up uh, because the flyers were great. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic. You've got uh, on the flyers, guys. They have uh, they have like a a zombie red coat facing one way. And uh, then a zombie apple seed instructor facing the other way. And uh, they did an absolutely fantastic job, I thought, on the graphics and stuff for the flyers. So it looks like well, it's going to be. Well, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> it looks like it. Did you do that, Fabish? I, I I am responsible for that. I will take credit for that well, one. <laughs> well, then, thanks, because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought it was a great flyer. I'm going to try and uh, uh, well, see if I can I get give one printed up. For the uh, for the Appleseed Records. Great. I will. Uh, I will. If you don't mind, I'll give out the URL right here. It's uh, yeah, do it. Do it. It's uh, appleseedusa.org forward slash zombie seed. So that's appleseedusa.org forward slash zombie seed, and it, that has all the information right up there. You can. Uh, as the date, the times, the range location, pricing, all of that. Uh, you can click to register or go to even more detailed range info right from there. It's all set up. Um, 
We're also encouraging people to come out for the weekend. One of the great things about this range up at Piru is it's our own private range. We get a chance to camp out and really spend the whole day there and turn it into a great little weekend event. Um, we have a great time sitting around the campfire after the uh, after each uh, after the shoot on Saturday and tell stories, talk about just even more history and marksmanship, and uh, I'm sure that there will be a few ghost stories thrown in uh, in the Halloween spirit. Hey, listen, I was wearing my uh, my Pyru uh, T-shirt uh, day before yesterday, the uh, West <laughs> Duty Pyru Range uh, T-shirt, that green one. It has him on the front like a, a like a, a dressed out that cowboy with a champagne glass and a six shooter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize that from the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, this yeah, like I mean, a great event. Uh, can you tell us some of the? Uh, can you tell us some of the stuff, uh, like uh, the course of the fire? You guys have those worked out? Uh, it's still a little bit in progress, but we're looking at some. Uh, it's. To an extent, it's going to be the uh, standard Appleseed course of fire. We're going to start with our red coats like we always do, but uh, they're going to definitely be uh, zombie red coats. We have actually a good friend of mine drawing up some special uh, some special red coat uh, red coat zombie targets for us, and we're going to be you know we're going to go through uh, all our standard course of instruction, and we're going to shoot we're going to shoot squares, but they're going to be specially designed squares. So uh, when you Let's just say you'll know when you hit the target. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and, uh, we're, the, well uh, also, we're lucky enough to be sponsored uh, in part by Zombie Industries and Corrosive Labs, too. They're donating a lot of their uh, zombie-themed targets to us for uh, a couple of fun shoots that we'll do throughout the day. Uh, and rumor has it there will be a bleeding zombie target. So I think that'll be uh, yeah, well, quite a bit I, of fun. I heard some of the details that there were going to be exploding pumpkins and bleeding zombie targets. And uh, uh, Bob also told me that there was a misprint uh, just a little while back in some of the AQT targets that had been printed up, and uh, they had ended up being like a lime green. And uh, Yep. Uh, Bob had Fred ship those out to him, so they'll be shooting live lime green AQTs, bleeding zombies, exploding pumpkins, uh, revolutionary war ghost stories, and uh, it sounds like a perfect event for uh, for the for this time of the year. And and one of the reasons I'm I'm talking to you guys about this is because I, I'd like you guys to to take a look at it and see what these guys are doing. Now, I'd like you to to look at your own uh, situation there in, the, in your own uh, uh, local areas and then think about something that you might be able to do in this vein, some kind of alternative shoot that you might be able to do. Now, don't just don't just set it up and do it, all right? Get, make sure that you uh, have ran it uh, by the folks on the uh, advisory board and run it by Fred and make sure he gives you the okay before you, uh, before you set up something. But well, yeah. But think about it's, it and do it. Set something up like this for the guys. Have you? Do you get? Uh, what is the uh, the range capacity there for that shoot at Pirate? I think we uh, can typically accept up to 
30 to 40 shooters, if I remember correctly. I think 40 is our top end uh, for what we can take, and we're we're hoping to fill it out. So uh, we'll see. And, you know, the more always, the more people that come to Marrier, we we can always find room on the line for one more shooter. Uh, okay. I really think and it, really think it's going to be a great idea. We're really lucky here in California with the variety of people we have that come to our shoots, and I think this will <laughs> this will really give us a great opportunity to, you know, see what you know what speaks to different people. So I think uh, we're going to have a great mix of folks out here. Well, that sounds fantastic. And do you guys have any idea of? Uh, What's your pre-registration numbers are so far? You know, I haven't looked. That one will have to be a question for another day. Uh, I unfortunately haven't looked at that one. We just uh, just last week started kind of our big uh, promotional push. We got all the all the flyers printed up and everything, but uh, we're hoping we're hoping to see it jump. I know I'm uh, passing them out at every every time I'm at the range and uh, everywhere I go. So. <laughs> Make sure you guys take a lot of pictures on this. Oh, yeah, we're going uh, to be videotaping the entire event uh, as best we can. Um, we're going to be videotaping it. We'll have tons of pictures. And I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure this AAR is just going to explode. Hey, listen, I don't know if you've done it yet, but a lot of times I try and go on the forums, if, they, if they'll allow it, I try and go on the forums that I'm members of and post uh, upcoming events and stuff. And there are a lot of zombie forums out there that would probably love to uh, to hear about that. I'm a member of one. I believe it's zombieliptic, zombieliptic.com, I believe, or zombieliptic.org. Okay. And uh, I'm sure they would love to to hear about something like this and uh, send some shooters. I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely make a point to. Uh, I know I've got a couple of buddies who are really into that, and they belong to a few of those forums. I'll make sure to get those names from them and uh, get some posts up. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Or just have them do it. Let them Ask them if they'll, if they'll post it on the forum that, uh, you know, what you guys are doing and uh, and see if you can gin up uh, some folks that way. I, I've, I've got a good idea, though, that uh, you guys are going to go to capacity uh, well before the shoot starts. So... Because you guys have a good record of doing that, so I'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to seeing the pictures from uh, uh, from the AAR. Uh, it'll be it'll be a good one. I'll make we'll make sure to get them up uh, right away. <laughs> All right. And uh, what else uh, before you go? What else are you guys uh, doing right now, as far as promo in California? Well, in general, um, we're that's that's one thing we're working on. You know, I think I think in general across the country, that's always our biggest problem is those the the other four weeks uh, out of the year uh, out of the month. Um, you know, we're doing a lot. I, you know, I've always got my trifles every time I'm at the range, and we've got a really good crew of seven steppers here. Uh, I mean, really. That's, I think, the most effective thing is that seventh stepping by instructors, grabbing someone, you know, offering to drive them out to a shoot if you can. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I also run our Southern California Facebook page, and I've noticed uh, 
it's become really popular, especially uh, when we just ran a recent lady feed. I set up just, you know, your basic Facebook events for each of our shoots. I make it very clear that they still need to go to the website and register. But it gives something uh, a little more tangible for people to pass around their, you know, well, as tangible as an online event is, but something a, a little more that they can pass around to their friends, invite them to. It gives us a chance to uh, let people tag themselves in photos, but it also, I always make sure I'm directing them back to the AAR, back to the forum, back to finding out more information on there. But it's, I've noticed a huge spike um, in interest in Appleseed. We get a lot, of, a lot of questions on there for people that uh, don't necessarily spend a lot of time online. They'll maybe go on, check their Facebook, and hop off. But I think uh, it can really be a good tool if it's used properly. Um, I mean, you've got to make sure that you've got someone on it. You know, if you get a really good team of uh, people and you can get stuff updated on a regular basis, I just notice, you know, throughout the week, if, if I'm not posting information about upcoming events or after-action reports, I'll throw in a little bit of a history tidbit here and there. I'll, uh, I'll put together a, a, a cool um, John Parker graphic with, a quote, you know, one of his quotes. Uh, it's so easy. You know, it takes a quarter of a second out of your day to uh, copy down one of your one of your quotes, throw it up on Facebook, and it really generates a lot of interest, a lot of sharing, and it turns just this. It's it's a branding behind Appleseed. It gets people familiar with the name. They start looking a little bit more into it, and you know, it's it makes it it helps people find it a lot more organically. I've noticed it's really it's really been a good tool. Obviously, I don't have any concrete numbers on, you know, who's signing up for shoots uh, at Appleseeds, but I'm getting a lot of good feedback from shooters who say, yeah, I was able to, you know, send this invite to a lot of my friends. I, especially, like I said, for our lady seat, I noticed a lot of the instructors were able to like that page and they shared it with those they wanted to invite. And it gives you it gives you a good constant reminder that these events are coming up. Um, we're working up, as far as other promotions, we're, uh, we're in the process of talking up some uh, business cards for our California instructors. I know everyone kind of has their own version of the Appleseed business card, and, uh, you know, we've been talking about just something, you know, with your, with your forum name and, your, and the, the website address and, uh, and your info on there, so you can be like, hey, uh, let me know when you're coming to a shoot. I'll make sure it's. I'll make sure to be there that I'm instructing there. You know, because you develop those connections with people. It's really important. Um, but it's you know, it's a it's a lot of seven stepping. I think that's however much promotion we do, our biggest, our strongest tool is going up to going up to that dude that's struggling with his AR at the range, who's just looks so frustrated and saying, hey. If you don't mind, I got a couple of suggestions for you that you could try out. Might help you out. By the way, we do we teach this at this weekend clinic. I guarantee you will learn something, and your shooting will improve after this clinic. I've seen so many more people come to an apple seed from that alone than anything else. Well, that's fantastic, man. Well, listen, uh, you have anything else that you want to get on the air? Before we uh, um, 
Well, I mean, just remember Zombie Seed coming up October 27th and 28th. Sign up soon. Uh, the URL is appleseedusa.org slash zombieseed. Um, it'll be at our Pyro range, um, and it's going to be a great time. You know, if you come on out, bring your rifle, uh, bring your family, bring your friends, uh, it's going to be a great time. Plan on camping. We love having campers. It sounds fantastic. It does. It sounds fantastic. And, once again, I urge you guys to uh, – so take a look at what they're doing with this shoot and think about ways that you could tweak something in your area and, uh, you know, do the same thing. Uh, well, listen, I want to thank you, uh, Bobfish Dandy, for calling in. And uh, and be sure and call in. Anytime you have an update for, uh, uh, for anything going on in California, or something that you're going to promote or something like that, then be sure and give us a call. Absolutely. I think we got uh they're still they're still in planning. We don't have a lot of details on them yet, but we're going to have a couple more uh exciting shoots coming up in November and December, I think. Uh we've got a good test ground here in California, so we'll gladly be your guinea pigs. <laughs> and of course, and if there's anything that I can do to help out, I'll be more than glad to, all right? Oh, we will let you know. Thank you so much for uh having me on the air. Hey, thank you. All right, I'm going to put you back in uh, the queue. You, you don't have to hang up, but I'm going to put you back in the queue. And I want to thank you for calling in tonight, and I look forward to uh, hearing about uh, what's going on out in California again uh, next week and the week after and the week after that, all right? Absolutely. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, sir. Now, we're still going to take calls, guys, and we'd like for you to keep calling in uh, if you have thanks or things that you want to promote or something like that. And, uh, and also, if you have... Uh, uh, if you have some kind of commercial operation that you're that you want to uh, get started on, we'd be glad to take your calls about that too. No charge for that, and so that your Appleseed brothers and sisters can uh, can hear about what you're doing, and then that they can use your services if they need to. Because it's always better to help out a uh, Appleseed brother and sister than uh, to give your money to somebody you don't know, right? Uh, and we've got a lot of folks already that. Uh, that we'd like to uh, thank for what they're doing and give them a promotion and a push. Uh, one of those is uh, Tiles Clock and Blue Feather out in New Mexico. And they're doing uh, handmade soap. And uh, if you need some handmade soap, and listen, guys, it's, re- it's really an inexpensive handmade soap, but it's absolute top quality. Uh, I-, I have to admit that I kind of start with giggling when I saw these two uh, 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 highly educated uh, doctoral uh, types uh, in their garage uh, with a little saw and stuff like that, sawing off soap that they were making. But but I tried it, and it's fantastic soap. And I think they've got all different kinds of stuff that they're doing now. They've got uh, some shaving soap they made up. Uh, They made that up for Sam D., uh, who is my... uh, co-host and call screener here, although he doesn't shave a whole lot uh, uh, above the lip. He's got uh, he's got one of those bicycle handlebar mustaches, but he does shave below the lip, and uh, he's using their shaving soap for that. They make all different kinds of stuff now, and uh, if you need something in the, something in the, the, the soap way, then Google Blue Feather uh, Soap, 
and that will take you to their uh, to their site, and Sam will put it into the chat room so you guys can see it, and uh, and grab some soap for them. With every dollar you give them, uh, they go to the gas station and they use it to put gas in their car to travel to an apple seed. All right, so you're supporting uh, apple seed and the nation when you buy some soap for them. We've got uh, Jimmy with Desert Eagle Farms, and I believe he's also in New Mexico, and he sells uh, uh, long-term storable food. That's uh, Jimmy at Desert Eagle Farms. If you Google that, you'll get he'll come up because I, I do it, and that's how I get to him. And uh, he also is uh, trying out a new product called the uh, Mill Dot Master, and this is a nice, inexpensive way for you to get data for your rifle in order to make those shots. And uh, it gives you good data on ranging for a shot. All right? You can use the card. It's almost like a slide rule type thing, but it's very simple. You can use it to get range out to distance uh, in order for you to put the data on your rifle so you can make that first shot, uh, including uphill shots and downhill shot data. All right? So that's Jimmy at Desert Eagle Farms. And then uh, uh, we also have Battle Road USA. Now, that's the company that uh, my partner and I started, and I believe he's going to call in a little while. We'll talk to him about that in a minute. Uh, right now, though, we want to talk about the Pecos, Texas Run and Gun in the Sun. This is an event that uh, has been held by the, uh, for the last 13 years out here in West Texas. And uh, we're in Pecos right now. We're in Pecos, Texas, and, uh, and the lovely Laura Lodge uh, Nights Inn. And uh, we're gearing up for our run tomorrow. The Pecos Run and Gun of the Sun, it's about a, a six or seven mile. It's, I don't know that it's, ever, uh, that, it's, that it's ever worked out to any specific distance. And one of the things that uh, Smokey Briggs, who runs the operation, will tell you on his uh, descriptions is if you get tweaked about the little things, then don't show up. Uh, it's about six or seven miles out here in the West Texas desert. And then there are six or seven shooting stations along the way. And this year, one of the shooting stations that, uh, that we're going to have is an apple seed shooting station. Now, Smokey Briggs, uh, who is also runs the newspapers in Monahans and Pecos, he, uh, he has been an apple seed member uh, almost since we began. He's been a supporter and a member almost since we began, running articles in his paper, uh, you know, helping to host events and stuff like that. He's a great, great guy. And this is a great event. And it draws, uh, it draws well over 100 uh, folks in attendance every year. And uh, there's a large crew of Appleseed folks here. Uh, it looks like there's about uh, eight or nine of us so far. And we're going to run, we're gonna, uh, run the event tomorrow. We're going to help set up, and we're going to run the event tomorrow in a couple of shifts so that we can uh, be range officers for the actual event on Saturday. And we also have uh, uh, talked to Smokey, and Smokey uh, asked us to set up an apple seed section of it, and uh, and we did. We're going to run it this year. And uh, I have uh, uh, Nick on the phone with us. That's Aromatic from the forum. And uh, he has helped put this all together. Nick, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. How are you Hi, doing Scott. this evening? Good, good. The weather's yeah. perfect out here. 
It really is, isn't it? It's perfect right now. It wasn't so perfect about two hours ago. And Mark and I were talking about uh, we were we were hoping that we weren't going to when we were going to have to run it uh, at this t- at the time uh, tomorrow, which was I guess about uh, 5:30 or so. <clears throat> it was really toasty, but uh, the weather right now is perfect. Well, Nick, tell us about uh, tell us about the apple seed station that's going to be on this event because I know that you helped set this up. Nick has done a great job with this. Nick is one of those guys that works tirelessly behind the scenes uh, on all of the events that we run for Appleseed, anywhere. You ask Nick for help, and you're going to get it, and you're going to be very, very happy about that help. And he set this up for uh, the Pecos Running Gun. Tell us about what's going to happen at the Appleseed station, Nick. Well, we're all familiar with the red coat, and basically we're just going to have a full-distance red coat stage. Um, it's going to consist of only the four and five rings of a D target at 100, 200, 300, and 400 yards. So you're going to show up, you're going to take your your position, and you're going to shoot a red coat stage out here in West Texas in the sun after running. So it should be a good challenge. Um, and, well, it's uh, going to be instead of us shooting the paper targets. Now, normally for a red coat, We'll shoot the paper target, and that is uh, 100, 200, 300, and 400-yard targets that are scaled down in size on the paper to represent uh, what you would see uh, if a D target were placed at 100 yards, uh, 200, 300, and 400 yards, what you would see, uh, what those targets would look at when this red coat target is posted at 25 meters. That's what we normally do. But for this station tomorrow, it's going to be steel, right? Correct. It's going to be full-size silhouettes that are not scaled, and they're placed at the actual yardage. So they will be at 100, 200, 300, and 400 yards. So it will work the same as a red coat from your eye, but when, in fact, it will be full distance, and you will have to make your adjustments for elevation and wind and all that good stuff. Right, because... One of the things about uh, when you're doing an event like this where you have a lot of folks coming through, if you've got 100 people that have to pile through a station during the day, you cannot slow down. And uh, there's no way you could uh, put the paper targets up and run out and count the, uh, count the holes and stuff like that. So this is set up just as, as actually as the red coat target is set up, only it's set up in steel. That way uh, got the shooters will come to the station, They'll fire off their rounds, and, of course, you'll be able to tell whether they hit the target or not. And then they have to put, uh, let's see, it's two rounds per target on this stage also, right, rather than the three rounds that uh, we usually run on the paper, Red Coats. Right. We're assuming that not everyone is going to be a rifleman who comes through, so we want to make sure that uh, people can complete it in the uh, time allotted. Right. And, listen, that's, uh, well, I I can't say that – it's going to be. It is going to be difficult, but but the folks that are coming to the event are already aware that they're going to have to put rounds on steel out to 400 meters because that's always been a uh, one of the conditions of here of shooting. You know, last year I worked at uh, Station Five, and that was the uh, 400 meter steel, and uh, you know, and and the majority 
I think just about, I'd say 96% of the folks that came through did put rounds on steel at uh, 400 meters. <clears throat> well, I mean, maybe uh, you can talk to Smokey and he can call an audible in the morning and we can uh, go ahead and make it three hits per stage. <laughs> no, sure, no, sure. because the other thing is, is is that's a lot of rounds for people to carry. You start talking right. about uh, three rounds per, and that's an extra 12 rounds that uh, that folks are going to have to carry. It's, and I know people are thinking, well, 12 rounds, what does that matter? Well, listen, at the, at the end of four, five, and six miles, it, it begins to matter. I ran it last right. year with my Garand. And uh, I'm telling you that 96 rounds of uh, 30-06 that I carried was a big chunk of metal that I was dragging with me. And uh, I think, I, I almost swear, that I saw Nick last year coming up to the station dressed like a cowboy. I thought, Nick, didn't you, weren't you wearing a big Stetson and cowboy boots? <laughs> I, I was wearing a cowboy hat. Not, not cowboy boots, but I was wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> and which station did you work at last year? No, I remember. I remember it was one of the stations that I wasn't I, that I didn't do too well at, which was. Right. Uh, I don't know. It if was they the one that was required a lot of hill. running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and you were shooting at multiple targets as you moved downhill and and then sideways over a hill. It was a, <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of movement and. Uh, and I, I don't know, I think that I timed out on the way to the last target. And uh, let's see. And then also I remember the first, when we ran it the first day, when I got to Station 5, which is the 400 meters, and to me I thought, man, I must have gone at least six miles by now. And I got to Station 5, and I said, yeah, this is Station 5. So I must be at the end of... Uh, into the thing, hooray! You know, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, now right behind Station Five with this really pretty tall hill that you had to crest uh, on the way to Station Six. And I was thinking to myself, I'm at Station Five, man. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm almost finished. And I got to the top of the hill, and I could see the finish line. Only it wasn't right there. It was miles away. You know, in the in the rippling uh, uh, heat. And uh, worse than that is I'm starting downhill to get, you know, making a straight beeline to the finish line, which was miles away. When I get to the bottom of the hill, the trail takes a hard 90-degree turn to the right, I mean to the left, and it's on a straight line. So you could see all the way down the road that it was on. And it was at least a mile uh, ahead that I saw two guys about a mile ahead. So so here I, I knew it. The finish line is already, it looks like, uh, at least a mile and a half away. And I have to make a hard left turn and do a mile uh, in the, you know, in the in the wrong direction. So that was a bit of a, uh, a bit of a depressing kind of sight for me there. But, you know, I did catch up to those two guys that I saw that were a mile away. And uh, one of the guys was bent over as I was coming up. He was bent over, and I thought he was looking for something. And uh, I asked him, I said, did you lose something? And he said, no, no, just uh, just throwing up. And uh, I said, okay, all right, well, I'll see you in a little while. 
So the, the course is kind of a demanding course. And uh, what did you think about it? Uh, I mean, you, you're in really good shape, Nick. What did, what did you think about the course? I was fine. It's challenging. I mean, it's something different. Uh, it's definitely not your typical shooting competition that you see, uh, you know, one weekend a month at your local club. Uh, you know, it's a once-a-year opportunity for, for a lot of people. And it's, it's fun. It's a challenge. It gives you something to look forward to and prepare for. And uh, it gives you a sense of accomplishment if you do manage to finish it or don't finish it. You know, it's just something that, that not a lot of people do uh, because it looks hard on paper. And actually go out and do it, you know, there's a lot of enjoyment out of that. Right. Listen, so one of the guys on here on the question was asking if the are the targets going to be red. Oh, that's Kirk. It's fifth cigar. He wanted to know if your targets, Kirk. if you painted the targets red. I believe they're actually going to be orange, but the trophies will be red. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, I, I forgot to tell you that uh, uh, that Nick, Aromatic, made up the trophies for the Appleseed Station. And these are the uh, they're the copies of that same red silhouette you see on the trifold uh, made out of uh, AR-500 steel, and they're in three different sizes, and... Uh, I guess they're actually shootable, although you better be a really good shoot, uh, really good shot to to make the shot on that first target you have. It looks like it's about a three inches tall by four inches wide. Can you hear me, Nick? Yes, yes, yeah. No, I think the uh, across the base one's four, one six, and one eight inches. So uh, they're uh, shootable if you're good. You know, at a hundred yards, you could hang up the small one. And you know, make a dance with a 22, or you could, uh, you know, put everyone at your office on notice and uh, put it on your desk. And then uh, when they ask you how you got it, you can explain to them how how you got this nice red uh, piece of steel. I recommend, of course, shooting it first, you know, to give it some street credit. But uh, you know, they are uh, they're just little little reminders of an accomplishment. I think this will be a hard stage and a hard location, and you're going to be tired when you get there. So uh, you know yet? You yeah. know what the station number is yet? I do not, but I'm 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 guessing that it will probably be. It might be the same spot that your station, the 400 yard station, was at last year. So it'll be, you know, at the farthest point out. <laughs> so you definitely okay. would, you know, will have gotten some exercise and, you know, your heart rate up a little bit before getting there. So. Right, and uh, and Ed Ed Healer on the. Uh, uh, in the chat room, was asking at what distance. Are you asking about the the distance for the red coat stage? It's going to be uh, it's going to be an actual distance red coat that they're shooting at. It's going to be uh, the uh, steel, the regular size steel silhouettes, and then they'll be placed at 100, 200, 300, and 400 meters, and uh, and then they will be required to put two rounds onto each target, each of the steel targets. And uh, uh, yeah, four minutes and to do it. You're, four minutes? That's I think not it's four bad. Minutes. Four and, minutes. Uh, like you said, it, it gets by that point. Things start getting tough out there around uh, around mile five or six, around stage five or six. Things start getting tough. Yeah, the first uh, thing you get a little black guy like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last year I had trouble with. Uh, uh, I think it was stage either two or three. I think it was one that Mark was working at. And it was uh, 
It was a one where you're firing at, I believe it was a 200-meter target. You're firing, you've got a barricade, and you're firing around the right side, and you got to put uh, two rounds of the target on the right side. Then he told me, he said, all right, now move to the left side and use your offhand. And I kind of froze for a second. I was like, oh, 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 uh, that's something I forgot to do. I forgot to do any type of, uh, of training with offhand before I came, and uh, it really messed me off. Uh, messed me well, up. See, that's I, what, I burned through a whole in block before I timed out. And that's when it comes in handy being a left-handed shooter doing right-handed demonstrations. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 not, uh, it's not as much of a challenge getting slung up or moving to the other shoulder. So right. it helps. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, I didn't think about that, but uh, you're, you're going through life uh, shooting everything on the wrong side. You know, uh, I, now I did this time. I did do two. I made two changes. Actually, three changes. One, I bought some cushions for my shoes, some insole cushions. Two, I uh, I did offhand shooting uh, to make sure I was and, ready. And three, and, and I switched out rifles to a twenty-two, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing my <laughs> aluminum barrel twenty-two caliber rifle. I've already worked out the holdover for the 400 meter. I think it's about 36 feet that I'm going to aim above the target. <laughs> no, I'll be shooting. Uh, I'll be shooting a uh, just a completely stripped uh, AR. Uh, it's a duty gun of one of my buddies, and uh, I'm just going to be shooting it uh, iron sights. Uh, although I did bring another rifle from uh, you know I've got old man eyes now. And with the, the iron sights, I've been shooting the iron sight one. But here's the problem is that I cannot see the very top of the sight. I know where it is, but I really can't see it. So I just have to kind of, uh, I have to put the, the tip of the front sight where I think the tip of the front sight is. <clears throat> but just in case I, I do go blind before tomorrow, I did grab uh, uh, Steve's rifle and bring it with me. Steve gave me a rifle to bring with It's an AR that has a, a an ACOG on it. So uh, so I should be able to uh, to see the targets if I go blind tomorrow. And you'll see a All lot right. of different a lot of folks, a lot of different a lot of different setups uh, and a lot of different people coming through there. There was one other guy, uh, it seemed like to be like an older uh, uh, Mexican fellow that uh, the only other guy that I saw with a uh, cowboy hat on, and uh, let's see, he was shooting, uh, uh, I believe he was shooting a, wasn't it a G3, or what was he shooting? Do you remember? Uh, there, there was a couple different rifles out there. I think it was a, a Set Me or something like that, or I don't know, but it was uh, it was unique. Okay. Um, yeah, and, but you'll see everything. People bring everything out here. Uh, a lot of people gave me the, the the funny look when they saw me with the Garand, and I was I was determined to get to bring it at first again just because of that. But uh, but uh, it just uh, it just seemed like it was going to be easier for me and cheaper to to use the AR. Well, I'll be shooting an AR tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to run. And I'm going to go get, eat me some dinner before. You know, get to All right. Well, tell, and, uh, tell Mark to uh, get on his phone and call in. Okay. And uh, and Nick, thanks so much for uh, 
thanks for everything you've been doing for the program and for here for the shoot here and getting the uh, the Appleseed stage set up. We really appreciate it. And uh, and then uh, we will see you. I'll see you in just a few minutes because I know we're gonna we're gonna. I had to. We got the hotel room side by side. But I had to move everybody out of the hotel room where I'm doing the radio show because of the debate tonight. Uh, everybody is geared up for the debate like uh, like it's a uh, Super Bowl game, and uh, and I knew I couldn't have them in here with me, so they're they're next to the door. Nick, thank you so much for calling in, and like I said, be sure and tell Mar- uh, Mark to call in. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. The show's great. I'll see, I'll I'll see you everyone later. All right. Bye. Okay, buddy. Bye, bye. <coughs> Nick has been. Uh, Nick has been with the program for quite a while, and he's a great guy, and uh, and uh, and I love him to death. And uh, and he's going to be doing the apple seed stage tomorrow, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we've got uh, we've got another fellow calling in here in just a second, and uh, we're going to bring him on the air. All right, I think he's here. And this is uh, this is my buddy Mark. Uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Oh, hold on. I had a little bit of trouble earlier tonight with uh, getting the getting the switchboard to respond to controls. You know, I did a, I did at least a five or five or eight minute intro before I heard uh, Sam uh, talking to you guys in my ear. All right, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Uh, it's going just fantastic, uh, and if uh, if it sounds like Mark and I know each other, we do. We drove up here together. Mark and I are partners together in uh, in a shooting company called BattleRoadUSA.com, and uh, and we're running events uh, on the days that Appleseed is not running events. We are running events, and we're we love hosting Appleseed, and we love uh, we love teaching folks. And uh, uh, Mark is up here to do the the Pecos Run and Gun. And Mark, this isn't your first year doing this, or your second year. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing this for uh, this will be my sixth year. I started in 2006. I uh, came out and got the fever, and I keep coming. Well, this is. Even though it's been going on for 13 years, this is not one of those events that uh, that gets a lot of attention. It's it's just by word of mouth, and yet uh, it fills up to capacity over 100 uh, runners each year. How, how did you hear about the the running gun? Well, you know, I heard about it the same way I did Appleseed. I saw a couple of advertisements in the Shotgun News. And uh, I found it intriguing. There was a guy running with his rifle in the desert, and it said biathlon. And uh, I read up on it, and I thought it was a pretty neat idea. But there was always that little voice in my head saying, uh, you know, Pecos is so far from Houston. It's it's going to be hot. Um, you don't know anybody out there. And if you go out there, you're going to make a fool of yourself. How can you compete with these guys? And I really let a couple of years go by, and finally one year I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I grabbed a buddy of mine, we got ourselves a vehicle, came out to Pecos, and it was just incredible, crazy. There's so much you learn out here. 
it's really one thing. Well, Appleseed people know from the get-go. Shooting from your off a bench and shooting from position with just you and your sling is a totally different ball game. Now add in six miles in the desert, completely exhausted, trying to utilize that sling and your breathing control. And it's such a challenge. It, it, you just keep coming back for more because, it's to me, it's that extra step there. You're doing everything you've learned in Appleseed, but now you're you're like the men of Athens who ran to Concord. You're like the men all around that area who knew their friends were in danger. They grabbed their muskets and they took off and they ran to the fight. So I, that's right. what I think we, about when I'm doing it. We were And we were thinking, we were talking about that today because you always get folks that are saying, man, why are you doing that? Why are you running? You got a gun. Why are you running? And the whole idea behind that is the same as you just mentioned. It's that uh, you may have to run uh, six miles or 10 miles or 20 miles to throw yourself into the fight uh, to defend your nation, you know, at the birth, at its birth on April 19th, 1775. Those guys did that. They ran 20 miles uh, to get to uh, Battle Road so that they could then, they, they didn't run 20 miles and then uh, take a big break and rest, put their feet up and stuff like that. They immediately began to attack the uh, the regulars who were moving back to Boston. And this is the same thing, and it, it teaches you those same kind of skills. And listen, we're not, uh, we're not shooting from the bench, and we're not shooting in nice, neat places uh, tomorrow, are we? No, no. There will be some places where even if you get in the prone, there's going to be a nice, thick bush in front of you, and you're going to have to get into sitting or kneeling, standing. Uh, the ground won't be level. And I guarantee, wherever you put your elbows down, there will be a rock, a sharp rock. <laughs> yeah, we got accused of. Uh, yeah, we 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 got accused of putting uh, rocks on Station Five, but I guarantee you, we didn't. They were already there. They were already all there before anybody got there. <laughs> yeah, well, they've been there for a while. Well, besides, uh, as I said earlier, besides doing Appleseed and the Pecos Running Gun, uh, Mark and I also have put our heads together. We we were doing Appleseed together for years, and uh, and folks would uh, would ask us, well, is, you know, is there anything else I want to learn? I want to learn some more. I want to learn something else. I, I want to learn, you know, how to shoot uh, pistols and stuff like that. And finally, after, I don't know how long, we, we tossed the idea around for a while, and finally, after about a year or so, we went ahead and we started a company, and uh, the company is BattleRoadUSA.com. That's our website. And uh, uh, we have some classes coming up November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Tell us about the classes that are coming up, Mark. Yeah, well, we're having a uh, – uh, our first class will be, uh, I believe, it's November 2nd. That's going to be pistol craft. A lot of work there, drawing, proper grips. And when I say stuff like that, by no means is this a basic class. Uh, the way I've designed this, most of the folks in the industry would consider our first class, pistol craft, to be either intermediate or advanced. And uh, we'll be doing that the first day. The second day, we're going to continue on into uh, our fighting handgun, where we're going to start engaging our targets probably a lot faster, more targets, and continue to work on our 
a weapons knowledge, our, our weapons craft, you know, our clearance stoppages, working on really fast and effective reloads. And finally, we'll end up our little shooting event there with our fighting shotgun. And mainly because a lot of folks ask for that. So most of us are riflemen, and we carry our rifles, and we have our CHLs, and we carry our pistols. But apparently there's a whole bunch of us, too, who inside our home have shotguns ready to go. And I decided to add that in there because uh, I thought it was a neat class. And honestly, you know, well, heck, the whole reason you and I started up Battle Road is, as you know, I've been a, a peace officer for over 20 years, and I've, I've been very fortunate to get a lot of training under my belt. And Appleseed is great. I love our message that we're putting out. That's why we stick with it. But, you know, we're a rifle clinic, and we're talking about history. And when I'm doing Appleseed, my main focus is history. And I enjoy that. And the Pecos run and gun is just plain fun to do. But there's also another area that you kind of touched on, and that is keeping ourselves alive. And that's exactly what Battle Road USA is. It's teaching good people how to keep themselves alive. And we don't work on a flat range. We work on a, uh, well, we have our training hallways. We have our figure eight drills. We have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of movement that you're simply not going to get anywhere else. And a lot of officers I know who trained with me and actually had more knowledge than I do, and that's probably quite a few of those guys, they will not share it with the general population. And I have no problem with that at all because I know most gun owners are good people. In fact, most of the people I hang out with are gun owners, and I want them to be squared away if that's what, they, what, if that's what they're seeking. Right, and uh, you're absolutely right. We're lucky to have uh, we're lucky to have a range where we can do the things that we would like to do. A lot of ranges they'll put you in the box. You can't move outside the box. No drawing from concealed. No firing over one round every three seconds, and on and on. And uh, when you come to a uh, class at Battle Road USA, you're, by the time that you're through, you're going to be uh, drawing from concealed. You're going to be moving out of the line of fire and putting three to four rounds per second uh, onto the target all in the course of uh, three to four seconds. So there's going to be a lot that you're going to be learning, and the, the whole philosophy behind what we teach is we're teaching you the uh, the things that you need to know as an individual uh, in order to best prepare you uh, to survive uh, modern day shooting uh, situation. This isn't uh, the stuff isn't military based or anything like that. We're not going to teach you how to uh, how to take the castle or anything like that with you with you and the rest of your buddies. We're teaching you as an individual uh, the best possible way to survive. And absolutely, everything we do, it's modified from police and military for the individual. Because if I kept in uh, team tactics and try to teach that to an individual, well, they're probably going to get hurt. You don't, you don't have a five-man team with you. You're not wearing your Kevlar, your heavy body armor. You don't have those flashbangs and the specialized weapons. If something happens at your home, you're probably going to have boxer shorts and whatever gun is there. So how do we modify that? How do we ensure 
you have the best chances. And you're absolutely right. That's what we do. Right. And uh, and we have a lot of classes scheduled coming up. We've got uh, some medical classes coming up. We have some long-distance shooting classes coming up that uh, are going to be taught by uh, a gentleman who is this, what he's been doing uh, for his profession. So he knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing, and uh, he does a great job of it. We're going to be running uh, the uh, level one, level two handguns, the body shotgun, and uh, let me see. We change it from level one and level two because people were looking at level one and saying, you know, I don't need that. Uh, I, I already know how to use a pistol, but listen, the our first pistol course, which was the level one, this isn't a baby course. This isn't something that uh, this isn't something that uh, that we're that we would be teaching to your mom or something like that. This is this is a course that's uh, determined to teach you uh, more than the basics and to get you ready uh, to survive a situation. Uh, and of a real life shooting situation, so don't think that the uh, that the first courses are starting to be thrown away. Because we did a what we do have a basic uh, pistol. Uh, it's a four hour course, and if anybody needs that, we're glad to set it up. But uh, the uh, pistol craft uh, and uh, any of the additional classes we have, none of these are baby courses. So, uh, all right, and then tomorrow. Uh, Mark and I are going to be uh, we're going to be running the event just like everybody else, but uh, we picked up a camera tonight, and uh, we're going to be filming uh, a lot of the, the event, and then we'll post a good after action of the event up on our site, AppleRoadUSA.com. Uh, anything else you wanted to get out, Mark? No, that's it. You just touched that. Uh, we plan on having a really nice after action report, so if anybody wants to see what Pecos is about, we should have a uh, video and pictures on our website, for, and uh, just find the uh, Pecos Run a Gun after action report, and I don't know if Stubby's listening tonight. He probably is, and he's probably pulling out his hair right now, saying, oh, Mark, you're going to call me with more stuff. But yes, Stubby, we're going to have this stuff together for you, and I'm going to just drop it on your lap as you would. Get a really nice action for the fourth quarter. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, Mark. Thanks, and uh, I'll see you in just a few minutes. How is the uh, How's the debate going? Uh, I'm outside in the parking lot, so I don't know yet. All uh, right. We'll be heating up right, we'll popcorn take... and the cold beverages. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mark, for calling in, and uh, and you guys will be hearing more from us, more from Mark uh, in the weeks to come. All right, Mark. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. I said see him tomorrow. I'll see him in a few minutes when he, when, when he comes back in the room. Uh, all right. And the, one of the reasons that I'm talking to you about the Pecos running gun is because the Appleseed crew has gone to this event uh, for several years now. And because we did, and because we impressed uh the, the folks that run the event, they gave us uh, our own shooting station. So we're going to be running uh, the folks through the Appleseed station tomorrow. And as they come through, uh, each one of them is going to get uh, the uh, packet of Appleseed uh, information. And uh, uh, and 
this is just another way that we can uh, promote the Appleseed mission. That's by going to events in your state, uh, entering into events in your state. And we're all, we, uh, we all have uh, all of our Appleseed gear we're going to be wearing tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to be dressed in uh, in uh, desert operator gear. We're going to be wearing our Appleseed t-shirts and hats, and uh, and that's how we're going to run. And when people take photographs, that's what they're going to see. They're going to see uh, Appleseed uh, uh, instructors running and shooting in the event, and uh, uh, and this is something that uh, I encourage the rest of you folks to do, and that is to uh, to enter into events and uh, wear your apple seed gear and let people see that uh, that folks uh, that the apple seed folks we don't just talk the talk we walk the walk. Uh, apple seed isn't just a, a baby uh, uh, instructing organization. We teach folks to shoot, and uh, I think this is a great way uh, for folks to get uh, to get. Uh, the the message out. I right, got another caller here, uh, area code seven two zero five six two. You're on the air. Did you did you want to talk? You don't have to talk. You don't have to hang up. I'll just put you back in the queue if you don't want to talk. <clears throat> if you do want to talk, uh, 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 we'll get uh, we'll get Sam to check you in just a few minutes and see if you. Uh, if you wanted to talk, I know a lot of times if when I'm calling in to radio shows and stuff and I'm waiting for them to to get me, a lot of times I'm doing other things. I'll put my phone on the table and put it on speakerphone so I can listen to what's going on, and then I'll do some other stuff. Uh, so, uh, Sam, if you'll check him in just a few minutes and see if he wants to talk, then uh, we'll get him back on the air. And then anybody else, uh, if you'd like to call in this evening at 347 308 8790. And you heard what the guys in California are doing. They're putting get together a zombie shoot. Uh, here in Texas uh, this weekend, we have, uh, uh, I don't know how many the, the total will end up being. I know that there's already, uh, there's already about 10 of us here, uh, 10 apple seed instructors that are going to be uh, running through an event and uh, shooting and then operating as range officers afterwards. Uh, wearing our Appleseed gear and giving out Appleseed information, which uh, Smokey's already okayed. He's fine with that. Like I said, Smokey has been uh, uh, he's been helping Appleseed uh, almost ever since it began. We've got a great crew out here in West Texas. Uh, Bill Martin, who does the Midland events for us, and uh, and Smokey has just been uh, he's been a, a great uh, promoter. Of Appleseed, and he's out here in Pecos and Monahans, and uh, he's the newspaper publisher out here in Pecos and Monahans, and uh, uh, and they also do uh, additional high power shoots uh, throughout the year. So uh, these are things uh, these are things that you can be doing as part of your promotions gig. You know, when I was talking to Foppish Dandy a bit earlier, and we were talking about this, we were talking about uh, uh, about different 
uh, way to promote Appleseed because Appleseed, like I said earlier, Appleseed is hard. You you can just uh, just have in your mind doing Appleseed. You can just have in your mind uh, just making sure that everything is going to be ready for the upcoming shoot. You know, making sure you got all the targets ready, the backers, the porta cam. Uh, you've got your instructors prepped and stuff like that, and that's great. And we need you to do that. The only problem is, is that that is not the end of uh, of what makes Appleseed work. There have to be folks on the line for you to instruct. So, a big part of your job is going to be uh, reaching out to folks in in different ways. Now, you heard me push radio all the time. As a matter of fact. Why do you think that we have the radio station now? Because uh, about five or six years ago, uh, I was doing radio interviews with different folks. And and besides uh, uh, just maybe one or two of them, the, uh, the radio shows ended up being things that I wasn't that happy about. I was thinking, you know, that could have gone better. It could have gone better if we would have done it this way or, or that way or, you know, or something. And at that time, I said, you know what, because I didn't know as much as I know now uh, about how to get the information out. And I said, you know, here's the deal. If radio is not going to treat us like I'd like for them to treat us, then why don't we, why don't we do our own show? Why don't we do a radio show ourselves? And that way, we can decide what's on it. And, and even then, even before that, the idea for the radio show, I'd already had the idea for the radio show, but... I would just wanted to use the radio show as a way to teach uh, the instructors the the and there were not that many back then. Uh, I don't know that there were more than about 25 of us at the most, uh, even less at the very beginning. We I mean, everybody knew everybody. We all knew each other. Uh, we'd all met each other, and uh, but I wanted it to be a way that we could use uh, as a teaching tool. And then it turned into the the idea that I was telling you about that we didn't want we wanted to do, we wanted to control the radio show ourselves, and so now we started out with this and and that's what we do now that's where we're doing the radio station we're doing the radio show and I've been doing it now uh gee I guess I guess I've been doing it close to four years now and uh and in those four years, I don't know that I've missed more than uh, more than uh, four or five shows on a Thursday night in uh, in four years. So uh, so this is a this is a way that that I'm certainly that I'm trying to push uh, you know what we're doing. And it, sometimes it takes a while to build up listenership. Well, we've gotten a, a really good uh, we've gotten a really good listenership now. The radio show will go out to between 25 and 30,000 uh, downloads or more uh, per a month, and uh, it's pushing now up. It's going to be it will be close uh, to around 30,000 uh, very soon on a regular basis. Now it goes up and dip, up and down depending on what shows we're doing and uh, the guests that we have and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes if there's a show like tonight that we're doing, uh, or if it's a uh, uh if it's a uh a show about promotion then 
then we get less folks because folks are a lot of folks don't want to hear about promotion or they don't want to hear that uh, that they need to be doing more. But but it's my duty to say it, so here I am saying it. And radio, it turns out, is one of the easiest ways it's available to everybody. Everyone has in their town has a uh, a local AM radio station. All right, there's usually one almost in everybody's town. And depending on what side of town you're in, it's usually fairly easy to get on the show. When I go down to Houston, there's a uh, radio station in Houston that has uh, well over a million listeners. And uh, and if I'm determined to get on that show, if I sit down and I say, okay, I'm determined, I'm going to get on the show, <clears throat> then I can usually do it. And that's in a city like Houston. Now, if you if you're in a smaller town, it's even easier. And you can do it in a couple of ways. You can uh, listen to the show and make sure you're listening to the show and that you're that you're ready to to ask a question or make a uh, a statement about what they're talking about. All right, you need to be able to do that because when you call the station, you're going to talk to a call screener. When you talk to the call screener, he's going to be very quick. He's trying to hurry up and get this done. He'll say, "All right, what's your comment? What's your comment?" So you need to have your comment thought out before he asks you, because if you start doing the uh uh uh, he's just gonna he's gonna hang up on you right then and there. Uh, it's just, I don't I don't know that he's trying to be rude. He just doesn't have a lot of time. So if it's uh uh uh, it's gonna be quick and you're gonna be gone. So make sure that you have a comment that's relevant to what they're talking about on the radio show. And have it ready and have a have a, a very quick answer you can get to the call screener. Then when they let you on. Talk about, make the statement or the question or whatever you were going to do, make that first. Because if you just click on and say, I want to talk about Appleseed, then they're going to take you as some kind of a spammer caller or some kind of a, a crazy person. they got the second and seven second delay, and they're going to pop you off the air. All right? So you need to do it in a, uh, in a nice, polite way, which is to let them know that you were listening to the show you make the comments that are relative to the show that they're talking about, and then you introduce it. Uh, you, if they're talking about the Founding Fathers or the Constitution, then you can you can jump in there very easily by saying, yes, you know, I belong to an organization. And uh, and we talk to folks about the Founders. We talk to folks about the, the folks who were there at the very beginning of the nation, the actual Founders, the folks who stood together in ranks on April 19, 1775. It's a nonprofit nationwide organization called the Appleseed Project, and we do two-day weekend rifle marksmanship events uh, all across the nation every weekend. And if you'd like to know more about it, just uh, go to rwva.org. And and if you'd like for us to set up a shoot for you, uh, fill in the blank, the person who's doing the radio show, just let us know. We'd be glad to. We'd love to have you at a shoot as our guest. And that will get you on the air. All right? And I guarantee you, if there's a radio show out there going on, uh, other than one at Blog Talk, because when I started, it would be, uh, it was just to a handful of folks. Uh, if you're on a regular AM radio talk show anywhere in America, you're going to be talking to at least a couple of thousand people. And let me tell you, it is much easier to get on the on the radio and talk to folks than it is to stand in front of Sam's or Academy 
and shake hands and hand out flyers. Uh, it's a lot easier, and there's a lot less germs involved, right? So radio is free. The other way you can do it is you can just send an email or call the radio station and say, listen, I belong to the Appleseed Project. Uh, it is a, uh, a nonprofit nationwide volunteer organization that teaches rifle marksmanship, teaches the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And I was wondering if you could spare a few minutes for us to uh, to talk about it on the air. And they'll either say no or they'll say yes. There'll be no, nobody will curse you. Nobody will come to your house and beat you. Uh, you'll get on the air or you won't. And if, you, if you're a person that doesn't mind calling and getting permission on the radio station, but you don't want to talk, we've got a whole slew of folks that would be glad uh, to help you out there. It would, they'd be more than glad to help you out. You can call me at uh, 254-217-1325, and I'll put you in touch with anybody that uh, – uh, with any of the folks that uh, would be glad to help you out, I'll be glad to do it. If you want to uh, to send the radio station some copy for them to read over the air, that's easy too. Because then you don't have to say you don't have to be on the air at all. All you have to do is call up the radio station. Once again, identify yourself politely and let them know who you are, what you're doing, and then say, "Look, uh, I know you guys uh, have PSAs, public." service announcements that you do as part of your radio station's uh, party radio station policy, and would you mind doing one for the Appleseed Project? And they'll either say yes or no. And if they say yes, then all you have to do is write out uh, a quick uh, 15 seconds of uh, copy, 15 or 30 seconds. They'll tell you how much uh, they want. And uh, and then email it to them, and then they'll read it over the air uh, as a public service announcement. And these stations, uh, I believe that they're still required by law to do a certain amount of public service announcements uh, daily. So they could be looking for for copy for their PSAs. They could be looking for you to send them in a 15-second or 30-second uh, piece of copy. And the way you do that is uh, is by uh, writing it out and then reading it with your stopwatch. Listen, if you don't want to do that, we've got plenty of folks who will uh, uh, who will be glad to help you write the copy. Uh, Sam, can you still hear me? I'm seeing the chat room. It says they lost me. Can you still hear me, Sam? Okay, guys. Can you hear me now? I saw several people in the chat room that said that they could not hear me. And... Uh, and then I asked Sam if he could hear me, and I didn't get any reply. So I thought there may have been a problem with uh, with the connection or something. I am out, out way out in West Texas, and 
I called back in. Can you guys hear me back here now? Somebody put it in the chat room if you can hear me. Okay. Uh, Scout. Sam, can you hear me? Uh, yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear Scout, me on the air? We can hear you on the air, Scout. All right. If you'll okay. pick up Moses, line we'll four. Pass. If you can pick up line okay, four, yeah. we've got a gentleman here that likes to speak with you. All right. I got it. I'll get on there. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, well, I apologize for that. I'm uh, on my cell phone out in the middle of the desert. And uh, I remember last year I was doing the show on the road as we were headed up here. And I know I I know I was uh, losing, I was hitting uh, bad cell areas about once every 10 minutes or so. I'm sure that was a very aggravating show. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, we've got some uh, additional callers here. Uh We've got uh, Chris Knox on the phone here with us, and Chris is uh, Chris is a longtime uh, supporter of Appleseed and uh, part of the uh, the Firearms Coalition. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Scout. I was just calling up. I, I happened to see the email, the notice for the show tonight, and saw that Smokey was going to be on with you, and you were out in my mother's hometown of Pecos, Texas. And I just thought I'd <laughs> call and say hello. Well, thank you, Chris. You know, I tried to get Smokey on. And for those of you who don't know Smokey, uh, getting a hold of him can be awfully hard. Uh, I will sometimes, sometimes I'll send him an email and I'll get uh, I'll get a reply back in a week or two weeks or three weeks. Or, <laughs> and uh, uh, But he's a great man. Well, Chris, uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, since I've got you on the air, I actually had you scheduled uh, in the next week or two to call you and ask you if you would be a guest. So I'm going to ask you while you're on the phone. Would you be willing to do a show in the, the next couple of weeks? Absolutely. It will have to be uh, uh, after next week. Next week I'm going to uh, – my son and I are going to go up to Power Up, Nevada, and we're going to do uh, the Frontside four-day defensive handgun class. And, uh, oh, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's always a good time. I've been wanting to do their rifle course too. I'd like to see what they do and kind of. But I'll tell you this, and uh, this is my my plug for Appleseed. As far as the quality of instruction, I've always been impressed with Front Sight, uh, and uh, and they don't uh, they don't pay me to tell you that. That's what that's just my experience with it. But the um, but Appleseed is right there with Front Sight and anybody else, as far as I'm concerned, with as far as the quality of instruction that I've seen. And so I'm, I've always been impressed with it, and it's one of the things that uh, really got me excited about the program. And well, so, what is going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, as far as what's going on in my world. Uh, Jeff, my well, brother. What's going went, on with the? With the fight, uh, with the Firearms Coalition fight, because you guys are always uh, there on the front lines. And uh, what right now, what guy, what are you guys geared up uh, to do battle with right now? Well, right now, more than anything else, it's uh, trying to uh, – I, I think the most important thing we can do right now is to see the uh, – 
current occupant of the White House given a new job and right. uh, or fired from his current job. And probably even more important than that is to get a pro-gun majority in Congress because we know good and well that the guy that the Republicans have thrown up to replace him is not exactly what you'd call pro-gun. And in right. fact, he has, and, and he's demonstrated his ability. They, I actually heard the term, finally heard the term again the other day, was Rockefeller Republican, which means a liberal Republican, and means a uh, a Republican who doesn't mind growing the uh, growing the state to big enough to take everything you've got. Uh, so, right, the and only way that he can be held in check is the Congress. Right, right. So, and you and I have talked about this before about the fact that that you cannot uh you cannot vote party line, you cannot vote for somebody just because they have a letter in front of their name. You have to read about what their policy is on firearms, on handguns, on on uh uh on the ability for folks to defend themselves. You have to read what their policy is because sometimes it's not uh, uh it's not who you think it would be. No, that's that's exactly right. And the um, the well, the, the Republicans this year have a wonderfully pro-gun agenda, which I suspect was probably written by the NRA, which is a good thing. You know, it's a great agenda or a great uh, platform. Will they enact it? That's a whole other question. That's a whole whole other set of questions. And um, well, that's. Uh, and so it's important that uh, that we get a, a congressional majority that would help at, enact some of those really good proposals that are uh, they're there in the Republican platform. Right. And you mentioned NRA. Did you attend the last convention? No, I didn't. That was up in Pittsburgh, and uh, I'm I'm way out here in Arizona, and uh, we uh, and I I was not able to get out there to it. I believe my brother Jeff did did make it up there. Well, will you be and, going to the Houston uh, to 2013 to the Houston, Texas uh, NRA convention? I, I may try to make it out to that one. That's uh, that's it's. Uh, I don't know how they do this. The the uh, NRA convention is always right on top of my wedding anniversary, and the GRPC is always right on top of my wife's birthday. So <laughs> it's a plot. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm hoping to make it to the uh, to one of the to the uh, like to the NRA convention in the uh, uh, in. Uh, I would expect in Houston I may I may be able to make it out there. I've got family in Texas, of course, that I uh, need to go out and see now and again, and uh, I think that would be a good well, one for me to try to make it to. Well, we're going to be there with a boot, so we'd be oh, you sure, sure would be glad to see you there. Yes. Hey, that's awesome news. I I, I tell you what, yep. and, and I believe Jeff does the same thing. Jeff spoke at GRPC this year. Um, I wasn't able to make it out there for that one, but he was he was there, and. Uh, I always make a point, and I believe he does as well, of uh, giving a giving a shout out to the to the Appleseed uh, to the Appleseed guys and letting letting people know, you know, just spread the word. This is a great program. In fact, I'm due to shoot another one. Um, yes, got, you uh, are. I'm, it's, I'm I'm stale. I'm getting real stale. I'd I'd like to get more involved into it, 
it's a uh, because it, it it is such a great program, and I really do believe in it. And uh, I want to see the uh, I want to see it grow and prosper. Well, hey, I got a I question about that. this. I got a question for you. Now I saw okay. the uh, uh, you said something. This is a a run and gun match in Vegas. Right. I'm just right. It's really funny. This must be synchronicity or something because I've been looking at all these um at all these uh you know the mud runs, the warrior dash, the uh tough mudder and all those uh all those uh mud runs and I was thinking, man, it'd really be cool to put a stage of shooting mixed in with that. And then even let those who are willing give them a gun-like object. Don't want to make them carry a gun through mud, but they can go out and play infantry. And I think that that would get guys that were, you know, all the, and there's a lot of guys that do that. They do this stuff because they want to go play Walter Mitty, and it's fun. There's no reason not to have fun. I mean, this that's the whole point of this thing. Right. There's a deeper point to it, but, I mean, it's the, it's the motivation. And it's it, now, but, Tell me about it. Tell me about the program that y'all are running. Well, tomorrow we're going to be running in uh, – Smokey has been doing this for 13 years. And uh, and you know Smokey, and he's a great guy. He's also a publisher. He publishes uh, the newspapers out here for Pecos yep. and Monahans. And yep. uh, he's always supported Appleseed uh, in print and in person. And uh, for the last 13 years they've been running this event, and it's a little the, – the, the actual location is a little bit nomadic. You know, it kind of uh, <laughs> it kind of moves well, around out in the desert. Well, they got a lot of open and, spaces out there in West Texas. They might as well use it. That, that's it. And uh, what it is, it's a it's a it's a loop course, and it usually runs between six and seven miles. However, however long it ends up being by by the time they get through deciding, uh, uh, you know. How to, how to torture people, then uh, along the route will be either six or seven stations to shoot. Uh, some of them will be rifle, some will be pistol, some will be pistol and rifle. Oh, my uh, gosh. You'll be, yeah, and uh, there'll be a pistol and shotgun. Uh, so there's you'll hit a station, and you may be uh, shooting through holes in a barricade at a steel target 100 yards away and having to do magazine changes. Uh, you may be flat on your back shooting under a uh, uh, a railroad tie in a tiny little opening uh, at a target uh, 200 yards away. Uh, there'll be uh, pistol shots where you'll have to you'll come into a station. You'll have to knock down uh, maybe six or seven uh, steel poppers and then uh, uh, and then take your rifle and engage targets at 200 yards. Uh, there'll be the actual distance of uh, uh, 400 yard targets that you'll have to engage, and because Appleseed has been coming up uh, for the last several years and doing this, and we end up with uh, almost uh, gee, we, may, we may have close to a third or more, or or even close to 50 percent uh, of the range officers that are running it. Uh, Smokey has us. Uh, we set up a an Appleseed station. And the Appleseed Station is going to be, it's like the Redcoat targets. What we'll do is we'll put a uh, regular man-sized silhouette at 100, 200, 300, 
and 400 meters, and you'll have to put two rounds in each one in four minutes. That is, uh, yeah. Th this is just weird. Now this is beyond coincidence. I'm going to call Smokey up. We're going to. I'm going to because this, this he he just described the thing that that I'd like to put together. This is. Uh, um, I'm I'm thinking this is Providence. <laughs> yeah. Just like the good well, book it, says, there's great. nothing new under the sun. <laughs> well, it's great. Other than it's hot and it's out in the desert and. You have to walk oh, over miles awesome. and miles of rocks well, and uh, rattlesnakes. And maybe not and everybody understands this. I'm a runner. I I, I like to, you know, and I'll I'll run. Uh, I usually run eight to twelve miles a week, and so that's a that's an important part of what I do. And uh, you know, I'm getting to an age where it's probably not a bad idea anyway, and so. That is something that uh, you know put put guns and running together. That is just so cool. I'm I'm going to be here. Smokey's going to be hearing from me. Well, hey, I bet, what, I bet yeah, if you call I him, I bet he would. I bet he would open up one slot for you if you wanted to come tomorrow. I'll, well, I'm a long <laughs> ways from there. I'm in I'm in Phoenix. I, it, it's a long hike, and I got yeah. I'm planning on other, I got other plans, but I tell you what, this weekend I'm really starting to think about that. Because that's not that bad to jump out there. Hey, listen, if so, you if you set one up in Arizona, I can guarantee you that uh, I can get uh, at least seven or eight uh, or more of the Apple Chief folks to come up there and uh, and help you run it, and uh, we'll be glad to be some of your first uh, I'll, victims. I'll bet we could do that, and and we've got you know I live 15 minutes away from Ben Avery Range. And that's an ideal place for it. I ran a summer biathlon there one time. It was a lot of fun. But let's face it, it was just small bore. And uh, it was interesting, you know. You you, but this is a whole lot. This is a whole other dimension. And uh, now, are these rifles? Are I, I take it the the club is providing the rifles, or you can bring your own and leave it at the leave it at the line? Oh no no. Everybody brings their own gear, and you'll see, okay. you'll see something of everything. Uh, I ran it last year with my Garand, and uh -huh. uh, this year I'm running it with a uh, with a little shorty AR. Uh, you'll see everything. You'll see Setmade G3. You'll see Swedish rifles. You'll see uh, you'll see a little bit of everything. Each runner has to carry a rifle and a pistol, and uh, then if and they do have H and H. Yeah, you're carrying it. Yeah, you wow. go out to the station. When you when you approach the station, you show them that you have an empty chamber. As you're approaching, you fire the station with your rifle. Then you show them that your rifle is cleared and you leave. Now the pistol wow. is you know your pistol is hot on you, but your mm -hmm. rifle is cleared before you leave. Wow, man, that's that's a man's game. <laughs> oh yeah, now there's it's a manly there, last game. Year, there I was. Say. Yeah, last year there was a shotgun station, but they the shotgun is just laying there with the ammunition. Uh, yeah. You pick up the shotgun, put the rounds in it, knock down uh, five targets, and then finish off like five more with your pistol. Wow. Well, that sounds awesome. And it's not just, tell you what, I just wanted to call to make three point and because uh, uh, I'm honestly I'm right in the middle of, of grilling a grilling the London broil. But well, listen, um, thanks for calling. I'll give you a call and an email because I'd like to set up uh I'd like to set up some time for you to talk to the Appleseed folks more about uh what's coming up 
uh, win the elections, and what they need to have their eyes on as far as uh, the things that they need to be thinking about to help uh, secure the rights, freedoms, and liberties of all Americans, and especially American firearms owners. Absolutely, Scott. Give me a shout. I, you know where to find me. And uh, uh, listeners, if you want to come by firearmscoalition.org, and you can sign up on the site or you can get our uh, periodic newsletter. It's going to be, uh, and uh, we do have a, uh, uh, an, a postal mail newsletter that we send out to contributors. You can, or you can hear from us uh, uh Periodically on uh, on email, we're not going to fill up your mailbox with junk, and we're not and we're not real heavy on fundraising. Maybe we ought to be heavier, but anyway. But Scout, it's great right. to talk to you, and uh, and hope you have fun with the with the running gun. I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about that. All right, all right. Well, uh, I'll be sure to tell Smokey that you asked of him, and uh, I'm sure you'll be hearing from him too. Thank you all right, very good much, deal. Chris. God bless you and uh, and your family, and I'll talk to you again uh, in the near future. All right. Good night, my friend. All right. Thank you. Uh, that is Chris Knox from the Firearms Coalition, and you guys have you guys have heard of this family. the The Firearms Coalition was originally put together by Neil Knox, and uh, Neil spent a great deal of his life advocating uh, for the rights of uh, American Firearms Owner, and, uh, and he was the, uh, at one time, Vice President of uh, NRA. All right, uh, we've got another caller on the line. Eric, I want to get you on. Eric, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? I don't know if you remember me. I called in, I think it was two weeks ago, um, about getting out and finishing up, earning that rifleman's patch. I just called back to let you know that uh, I did it. And I wanted did to you? Think, yeah, I did. And I wanted to thank so much. Congratulations, bad. Derek. Congratulations. I wanted to thank so much. And who bad. is it? Soul uh, Man. Yeah, he's uh, Soul Man on the forum. He was okay. nice enough to come out on a Saturday at one of the local ranges and pull me aside for some one-on-one time and uh, ran me through the paces and uh, had me shoot some groups and then uh, uh, was patient with uh, my rifle as it malfunctioned a number of times and uh, actually had to switch rifles and re-sight in and, but uh, once I got a rifle that was functioning right and nailed it it was a great day well congratulations Eric uh, one, of the, one of the sayings that we have is that a rifleman persists and I think you've shown that you, that you will that you are willing to persist and you didn't give up, you didn't stop, you didn't walk away, you didn't say, I think I know enough. You persisted until you shot the rifleman standard and got your patch, and congratulations, because that's no little thing, Eric. Yeah, it, uh, it, 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 it's it. Yeah, and listen, uh, the, uh, the what you were saying earlier about the apple seed instructor, soul man, who was willing to come over and uh, and give you some special one-on-one uh, time uh, off of the apple seed line. That's not uh, that's not uncommon. Uh, I've done it myself 
well over a dozen times uh, in the last few years. I'll, I'll tell folks, if you want some additional instruction, you let me know, you come out and we'll do it. And I'll do a, uh, a four-hour instructional period with them one-on-one uh, -on -one to try and get them uh, past any glitches that they're, that they're having. And uh, I know many other instructors uh, that are willing to do the same thing. So if, there, if, you, uh, if you want some extra help, if you want some additional help, talk to the instructors there and ask if, uh, if any of them uh, would be willing to come and meet you at the range again, uh, you know, for a few hours to help you. Because I'm telling you, most Appleseed instructors are more than willing to do that. So don't be afraid to, to ask someone to do that. And I think that uh, I just saw it, the switchboard just told me that I, that Eric got dropped. Well, uh, Eric, uh, you could call back in. We've got a few minutes left if you want to call back in. But but I think you said what you wanted to say, which was that you shot the rifle in standards, you persisted, and uh, I asked you to please call in. Let me know if when you did, and you did. And I want to tell you congratulations because I, I don't think it's a little thing. I think it's a big thing when you set your yourself a goal to improve your rifle marksmanship, you set yourself that goal, and then you achieve it. I think that's a big thing. I think it's an important thing for people to set goals for themselves and then achieve those goals. And uh, and congratulations, Eric, on you doing that. We've got another caller here, uh, area code 951-249. You're on the air. Oh, hey, it's me again. I just called back in. There's one dead spot on my way home. Uh, you picked me up right as I went through it. Ah, uh, all right. Well, who else was there to shoot? Oh, you said you wanted to the... thank Soul Man. Soul Man came and gave you a bunch of one-on-one uh, uh, -on -one instruction, but who else was there that uh, that you would like to thank? Uh, there was a full-on shoot. We were actually on a separate range area, so I don't know who all was there. I, I recognize Norm. Um, I didn't get a chance to really meet everybody else that was there. Uh, we were kind of separate from the event, but uh, um, so there's a bunch of people out there that uh, certainly deserve a pat on the back for coming out. But is everybody that's at the Rainbow Shoot in California? Wow. Well, are you going to go to the zombie shoot? Um, I, I'm deciding whether I can put that in my schedule. I'm still going to school full time, so I, I can't remember if that was something where I, I can't remember which weekend that, if it's the last weekend in October, I probably will make it out Saturday at least. Yeah, it's 27th to 28th at Piru Range. Yes, uh, so that one, um, as long as my wife doesn't veto it, I'll probably be there on Saturday. <laughs> Tell her that you want to go out by yourself to look at curtains and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so actually the better play is I say, hey, honey, why don't you come with me? And then she says, no, why don't you just go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, congratulations. And uh, listen, uh, call back again when you go to your next shoot because I'd like to hear about that too. Will do. I'm actually um, – I haven't had a chance to talk to everybody, but uh, one of my goals is to try to get a big group of people from church that kind of the same – situation where I have where they're kind of Saturday only and get them out there and then if there's a group of us then well Bob will just have to deal with us. Wow. All right. Well uh 
Eric, thanks again for calling in. I appreciate you doing that. And be sure to call in uh, after your next shoot. God bless and keep you and your family. And uh, and remember that uh, a rifleman persists. Absolutely, and uh, thank you. All right, thank you, brother. All right, uh, Eric. Uh, he called in a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about uh, the shoot and uh, the shoot the shoot that he'd been to. And uh, there, I guess there were a few a few things that were stopping him. I don't remember what, uh, uh, like to what level he was shooting at. And when we talk about folks' scores on the AQT, we'll say he was shooting at like a 180 or something. The you can look at a person's score, and you can certainly look at a person's target, and uh, and you can tell what they're doing or what they need work on. And depending on what the, the score is, it'll tell you uh, basically where they need help at or where they need instruction in order to keep pushing them up, keep pushing their skills and abilities up, and their, which will, of course, push their scores up. And uh, And we're trying, of course, to get folks to shoot to a 210 or above on the old uh, Army Qualification Test, the AQT, not because this is uh, some type of a competition where we award uh, high shooters with a rifleman patch. It's because we have to have some way to diagnose uh, the uh, where the instruction is hitting them at, uh, where they're getting the instruction or what they're missing at. So. We use the AQT as a diagnostic tool, and we can look at the folks' targets, and we'll be able to tell from looking at the targets uh, what they need help on, what they need work on. And uh, so my congratulations again to Eric for persisting and uh, for keeping on until he got the rifleman's patch. I want to thank everybody that uh, called in tonight. I want to thank uh, Nick and Eric, and uh, I want to thank Chris Knox for calling in. You guys will see him again on the show uh, in a few weeks. And uh, and uh, my partner, Mark, thank them. And, uh, and we will see you guys again uh, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. And I want to make sure I thank, too, I think Sam D., my co-host, because Sam does a great job. He's here every time I'm on the show. He's on the show, too. And... Uh, and uh, and I wouldn't be able to do it like I do it without him. So, Sam, uh, thanks. God bless you. God bless each and every one of you folks. And uh, stay safe. Remember that a rifleman persists. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central.
Just how free. 